Oh, oh, hey, um, have you seen uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, sweet, let's talk about it. The eyes are the windows to the soul, <laughs> and the butthole is another window to the soul. They are all three windows to the soul, and the cheeks are the drapes on the window to the soul. <laughs> That's what Guillermo always says. Welcome to Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. Um, each episode, we just take a uh, piece of popular art, in this case movies, and we discuss them through a series of critical contexts uh, drawn at random from our contextual chalice. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Mr. David Gutchie. Hey. Hey. Um, <laughs> That's my catchphrase. Hey. Hey. What a catchphrase. Did it get... took me a while, yeah. but I have patented it. Patented? Trademarked. You I could trademarked tr- You it. could trademark a patent. Yeah. Yeah. No. But can you copyright a trademark? Hey, don't make me mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's your catchphrase. <laughs> don't make me mad. Hey, hey, don't make me mad. <laughs> Thank you, radio show host from the 30s. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit on a stick. Um, Okay, so we're here today, and yeah. the movie we're doing this episode is none other than 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy. 2014? Yeah. Wow. Twist. Hey, it just it doesn't feel like that long ago, but it it was that long ago. There's been a sequel, and in Marvel years, that's at least three. You know, probably a good two or three year space. Yeah, cool. The CGI alone (laughs) probably took yeah a lot of that. That Pac Man. Oh man, that Pac Man. You know, all right. Well, we'll we'll get into that. (laughs) We'll get to on another episode. The sequel. Yeah, (laughs) when we do the sequel. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe film, uh, sort of uh, striking a different tone. Not tone necessarily, because Marvel had already been going in sort of a comedic direction for a bit. But uh, a group of characters that were virtually unknown by wider audiences yet managed to yeah. be one of the top grossing films of the year yeah. uh, when it came out. Mm. Uh, pretty impressive. Uh, and uh, now it has a sequel. And now they're going to be it. Now they're like the stinger on the trailer <laughs> yeah. for the Infinity War is yeah. like, hey, guys, the Guardians are in this, too. It's like, whoa, that's. Like, that's actually kind of crazy when you think about how uh, that kind of trailer, a trailer with that much anticipation, mm-hmm. and the last shot of it that's going to be the thing that gets people the most hyped is the fact that the, Guardians, the Guardians of the Galaxy, of the Galaxy are going to be in it. And if you'd said that to anyone, like, <laughs> uh, like even a month before Guardians of the Galaxy came out in theaters, yeah. nobody would have thought that was the case. That's very true. But they're so likable. They are. And Marvel knows that. Yeah. So yeah, they, they're, they're marketing it. They got the their finger on the pulse, little guy. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. I mm-hmm. think they're all very nice people. 
that you think they're I like they're, the Guardians of the oh, Galaxy. Oh, you like the Guardians of the yes, Galaxy. Yes, I don't know how I feel about the movie, but I'm going to come right out and say oh. it. Every one of them is a special friend to me. Personally? Personally. Oh, that's so good. I am a part of the extended Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. <laughs> and you know what? I really look forward to your spinoff. Yeah, me too. I'd watch the shit out of that yeah. and read it. Because it would probably yeah. have to be in comic form first. Well, it would be a novel first. Oh, a novelization then, turned into a comic. Yeah, a novelization turned into a comic, turned into a movie, turned into a telltale adventure game, turned into yes. a novelization. That's my dream. Can I ask you uh, if... Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a very important question. I'm ready. If they did make a Marvel series about you, who would you want writing it? Oh, a comic series? Yeah. Brian K. Vaughn. Brian I, really I like him a lot. Yeah, I, I've I've been a little iffy on a couple things that he's done when they've been more mainstream, mm-hmm. but I love his original stuff. I think it's really good. Yeah, and I I trust him to do something good and fun a little bit, but also like politically cool mm-hmm. with me. So yeah. I trust him. Yeah. I trust him. That's a shout out for everyone. Yeah. Uh, let's do our first context, yeah, David. Do you mind pulling uh, our I first context from the contextual chalice? Yoink. That's oh. the sound a pull makes. That is that the sound a pull makes? Yeah. What is it? What does it say? What is that? What does it say? Well, it's very important that you uh, are very fitting. It's very fitting that you mention spinoffs because <gasps> yes. we're about to talk about, oh, this is so much potential. If one of the characters in this movie got a spinoff, who would it be? And what would the spinoff be like? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and especially in a comic book sense, this is like a thing that could actually happen yeah, too. Yeah, I w- wouldn't be that surprised. Maybe not a movie. Now, let's let's set the difficulty dang. level. Ready. It can't be one of the Guardians. Yep. No, okay, okay. Yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can't be the main villain. Sure, that's fine. He's boring. So let's let's mm-hmm. think of a side character that it could be. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, yep, yep. I've, got, I've got mine whenever you're ready. I mean, ah. Uh, I just want to throw it out because I think it'd be good. The collector, the collector would be good. Would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, a little obvious because he's the most interesting side character that's not in the Guardians. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to just like go through all of the. Oh nope, I know. It's the guy in the what? What do they call the prison where they're all the? It's like the lift or something. Oh the, oh the, the kiln. Rift, the kiln. Thank you. Yeah. The kiln. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The lift. The Uber. I don't the, remember. The, the, the Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the kiln. It's the guy in the kiln who Drax, he who who has a knife, and Drax takes his knife guy. and he says, "That was my favorite knife. That's my favorite knife. My favorite knife." That, is, I love that, that guy. Line, by the way. Because I think I think he and that knife have a very special history, and I think I'd really like to know what he did to end up in the kiln and what he did after that to maybe reclaim that knife at some point to maybe uh, find a new knife to find new love. A boy and his knife. Yeah. It's a, it's a coming of knife story. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's my first idea. I'm just spitballing throwing things at the board. All right. What do you got? Uh, I think I would like to see the adventures of John C. Riley space cop. Oh yeah. Damn it. That's good. And not just like a regular space cop because there's also like a couple other people in the Nova Corps who are like, way more you know in like intense but i kind of <laughs> think like him being kind of like just like a laid-back space cop <laughs> would be really interesting yeah because like he's got to deal with a lot of weird inter 
planetary crimes mm-hmm. and like but he just kind of wants everybody to like hang out and get along yeah like, he's not he also seems mm-hmm. kind of chipper for yeah. a guy who's yeah. like who who's a space cop you would assume that job would be nice hard no but he he seems to have an upbeat attitude about the whole thing yeah so that could that could be kind of a fun uh little little story um it, it could and it, it it definitely could Imagine that as like a police procedural, but like a, a like a like a like a monk esque police procedural, Ooh. like detective sort of thing. I think you're getting dangerously close to Paul Blart. I would <laughs> never. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> I'm not. I mean, it's very uh, space is more important than a I feel mall. like any distance, controversial statement. any distance within a mile of Paul Blart is, is dangerously close? close. Yeah, sure, dangerously close to Paul Blart. It's a good. It's a good name for something <laughs> that the name of that movie perhaps yeah uh but I, I actually think that that could legitimately have legs because john c Riley can and will carry the burden of being a main role oh hell it, yes like, he's good yeah and he just he's also goofy and so he doesn't get the kind of that well and, the weight, and that could uh, be that, role. that could be like so marvel's got all these tv series that are like loosely oh, connected to the mcu yeah. just have one because so many of them are so serious and heavy it'd be nice to have one that's just kind of like hey he's just a he's just yeah. a cop he's a nice he's a nice space cop that would be awesome and you could do like it could be like early star trek where there's like hmm. lots of bright colors and goofy <laughs> aliens yeah. and stuff but he's like you know, he's well-meaning and he's pretty good mm-hmm. at his job for the most part, but there's other cops who are better at their jobs. And so <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. he's like, maybe he's a, well, no, he wouldn't be like kind of like a Beverly Hills cop because that's a little bit too, <laughs> too uh, slick. He's more just yeah. like, he's more just um, just generally well-meaning. Yeah, he's just kind of a blue collar trying yes, to get blue the collars job done. And, yes, and, exactly. I mean, and that's why I feel the Paul Blart vibe, but I think that... But I think the difference is, and I I say this wishing I knew less about the character of Paul <laughs> Which, Blart. Yeah. Paul Blart takes his job way too seriously. That's true, and I think whereas uh, I think John C. Riley's <laughs> character would take it, eh, kind of seriously, seriously enough to get the job done, mm-hmm. but not that seriously. That's a really hard character to make a show about, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's tough to just kind of make a show about somebody trying to do their job well enough. Right. <laughs> That's not super compelling. And I think yeah. that it, that introduces the uh, well, the opportunity to include all sorts of weird planets from the Marvel Universe, weird mm-hmm. characters. Like, there's too much. Yeah. They're never going to make movies of it all. They might as well cram it all into this guy and having him encounter all these space problems and have to do his space job. Well, <laughs> just adding space to anything is fun. <laughs> but what I what I think um, that would be interesting is that in comedy, there's always the, they always talk about the the like funny character and the straight man. Yeah, uh, and I think he could be like the space straight man, which is to say <laughs> he's the anti straight man, which is hmm. and, and not in a way that he's always zany comic, but sure. that everyone else in the Nova Corps is so tight ass. Yeah. And then a lot of the criminals are so weird or <laughs> creepy or like intense in their own way or yep. dumb or whatever. And he's got to be like the one like, guys, come on. <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's the middle. He's bridging it. Yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah he's, keeping the, he's keeping the criminals at bay, but he's also trying to get the Nova Corps to be <laughs> a little bit less in, like mm-hmm. rigid. Yeah, um, there would be some subplots with him. Uh, making friends with the Nova Corps and trying to get them to lighten up yep. over poker games or well, something and, like and that. And he's got a family. Uh, so it's like, the if man's they, got a family. But I mean, if so, if they did want to do like sort of a heavier story, they that 
potential is there, and especially with John C. Riley, he's got oh. he's got the chops. He's got the chops. He's got those chops. He though. actually did he have chops like fa- facial hair? Did he have mutton chops? Because <laughs> he, he, did, he could. He didn't, but he should. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think he, that is the he one had that design change yeah. I insist upon for this spinoff. <laughs> All right, so I've got my script. I've got everything. We're ready to go. One costume edit. I just need him to have giant mutton chops. They can't even be like, he's got a little bit of no, a sideburn no, no, thing. No, 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 no. Huge, huge fucking obnoxious. mutton chops. Just take over the screen. You can't even see his mouth. They're just like covering. It's terrible. They wrap that- all the way around <laughs> his head. God. <laughs> Oh, I hate it. Uh, I hate it a fuck lot. Me. Is there anybody else we could think of? I was thinking maybe the shopkeeper could be. Yeah, kind of I, I, for some reason I thought of him too. Yeah. I, he, you know, he's just having a tough life. I don't think that that I'd like to see his spinoff as much as I'd just like to see a couple more scenes about what he does when people aren't being mean to him. Yeah, I think he could be sort of like a a a, a bumbling way to uptight uh, shopkeeper on a planet where there's like a yeah. lot of like dumb people like he's mm. too smart for his own good but he's yeah. also really stuck up and kind of a kind of a yeah. dick he, he would basically be john cleese in faulty towers <laughs> where he's just like <laughs> yeah he's like so up his own ass and everyone else is like just kind of dumb and he always yep. it always falls back on him yep. as like you know <laughs> life is so hard <laughs> for him but it's because he kind of makes it hard for himself yeah if he just sort of decided to let it all go and be a normal person he'd be fine but yeah he refuses. It would be a comedy. Oh, for Abs- sure. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's hard to think of like a super dramatic spinoff to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, that's from tough. from any of the like side characters. Yeah. The only one that I could think that would be super dramatic would also be hyper boring, and that would be of uh, Nebula, Gamora's yeah. sister, because she is one of the most. I mean, I I've made fun of and will continue to make fun of the villain of this movie, Ronan, for being as straightforward as humanly possible, or as really possible uh but she is somehow even more so in the way that she interacts with the world mm-hmm. yeah you know and in the sequel she got she got her chance to be a little nuanced but like if in this movie because we're going to pretend that we are just talking about yep. this movie yep her spinoff would be one of the worst movies ever made I, unless it was handled in the right way yeah i i would contend that with this caveat what we know <laughs> from this movie is that she was raised by thanos and basically tortured to be yeah. like whatever this to machine like half killer. machine to kill everybody and she and she is working with ronan at the behest of thanos like yeah. they made a bargain and she right. has to work with him is uh, i think it would be interesting if it was possible if she had to do that with other people too that thanos made yeah. bargains with that like she was basically uh, his okay. like liaison to different people, and so there could be like arcs of her uh, helping these really uh, terrible people uh, to do these dark and evil things, um, while at the same time like trying to find whatever way she can to kill her dad, right. who's making her do these things. Yeah, in that yeah. way, it could p- kind of be like the Silver Surfer or How Lord th- of the Rings with Faramir. Oh yeah, yeah, or that's... minions. With the minions. Yes. <laughs> yes, David. It is like the minions. No, I do think the Silver Surfer is actually kind of a good comparison. It would be a very similar movie. Right, because the Silver Surfer is the the basically slave of Galactus mm-hmm. who has to, the eater of worlds. Who num, num, num. <laughs> it's the Silver Surfer's task to go to different worlds and I guess like... Surf on them. Woo! He has to hang 10 on as many worlds as... <laughs> yeah, he can. He's 
got to catch that <laughs> nasty wave. <laughs> that sweet dang wave. Yeah, he's got to he's got to get that gnarly uh, yeah. uh, foam. I don't. Yeah, I I think. I, I'm so impressed that we've used a bunch of different words already because I know nothing <laughs> about surfing. He's got he's to gotta point break it. Uh, oh, there we and go. And then yeah. Blue Crush. <laughs> Nailed it. Wait, it was Blue Crush. What was the one about the woman who got her arm bitten off by a shark? Blue Crunch. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't remember. You know what? Blue Crunch is better. Blue Crunch than, better is than the better. real answer. Yeah, Whatever right. the real answer is, yeah. it's not as good. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, he goes to these different worlds and he has to do this terrible business of like basically priming these worlds for Galactus to come and eat them. Yeah, it's nasty. But he doesn't want to. He wants to go home and see his family, but he can't. <laughs> and that would be, I guess they, it would be like that movie, except she's just saying, "I don't want to do this. I want to kill my dad." And yeah. she wants to go home to her family, but murder them. Instead of yeah. be with them in a exactly. sexual way. Which is what the Silver Surfer wants. I assume. With his entire family? <laughs> uh, probably not his whole family. I don't know, just I don't know how they work. He de- actually, uh, if I recall correctly, <laughs> the bargain he made with Galactus was that Galactus wouldn't eat his world if he like worked sure. with him, but he could never go home again. God, that's and it's because he had a wife one. and kids. Yeah. Oh, that poor little buddy. That poor little silver surfer, <sighs> who incidentally uh, was supposed to be the the person that the Hulk fights in uh, oh, Planet Hulk, which they which was turned into Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. Huh. It was originally it was the Hulk is on the planet and he's the one forced to fight in games and he has to face the mm. planet's existing champion who in Planet Hulk is the Silver Surfer. Weird. Uh, and so it's like the reverse, basically. Huh. Yeah. Well, there you go. It may it does make sense that the Hulk would be like <laughs> yeah oh uh, hell really yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. um the champion anyway yeah so Nebula well, there we go that I think Nebula yeah. could work it yeah, would just be a huge bummer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it would it'd be pretty tough. Yeah, but I I mean almost any narrative can work given the right script and the right. Direction. Anything can work for a price. Exactly. What are you buying, stranger? <laughs> <laughs> I think that one's yeah. good. I yeah, think, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I, I think, think th- all of those have legs, especially Knife Boy. But <laughs> I think they're all good in their own way. Now, would the knife be a like a like a talking character? Hang on. Wait Hang a second. On. Wait a second. I'm waiting. What if Knife Boy is crazy and the knife talks to him? Hell yeah. And it like he has visions of getting his knife back and so he's mm-hmm. hunting for his knife and yeah. his knife comes to him in his dreams and is like, yeah. Come find me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It that, sounds like that. Yeah, Hi, yeah. I'm a yeah. knife. You get to come find me. I think it could definitely be uh, like a hyper stylized hobo with a shotgun, but like boy with a knife sort of movie where yeah, in it's space. incredibly violent. It's very surreal. It's gotta be low budget. Oh, incredible also <laughs> low, 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 low budget. Yeah, Lots yeah. of practical effects. Mm-hmm bad practical effects mm-hmm. lots of neon lights i mean they, this could work because yeah. that guy was like kind of yellowish i don't remember there were a lot of uh he was wearing a yellow jumpsuit that's they true all that's were. what i'm thinking of they all were yeah i think he was just sort of like a rat looking guy he yeah had a, he had a strange he alien looked, face but i don't remember kind of looked what. like the vampires in buffy the vampire slayer yeah yeah great look <laughs> we all emulate that look <laughs> yeah. really every day yeah. of our lives Ugh. The days of our lives. Okay, so there we go. Yeah. Did we do it? I think we did it. Yeah. We came up with, I mean, there's there's I, lots more. And I that really was on hard mode. That was. Because I do think all the Guardians could have their own. Yeah, and many of them have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
uh, I have an issue of Rocket <laughs> Raccoon number one. It's so it's there. Yeah, it's, it's there. there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but John C. Riley Space Cop, yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. Absolutely, I would watch John C. Riley Space anything. Yeah, John C. Riley in space is just a great or. John C. Riley blank cop. <laughs> I would also watch That's almost any noun or any anything. Like, yeah, pitch me one that I wouldn't watch right now. Um, I was gonna say John C. Riley Zoo Cop, but no, that sounds <laughs> no, great. that sounds awesome too. I <laughs> uh, see. It's it's everything. Although that is getting dangerously close to yeah. the zookeeper, <laughs> <laughs> which is Paul Blart in a zoo. It is. Oh no! Uh, what if it was John C. Riley, Paul Blart cop? You know, honestly, if John yeah. C. Riley was Paul Blart mall cop, I would hate Paul Blart mall cop <laughs> yeah. probably a lot less. That's that's true. Because a lot of it's in the performance, and I think he could he could make me give a shit. Yeah. What if they switched Kevin James as <laughs> as space cop in Guardians of the Galaxy? I would like you. I would like you to stop what you're doing. <laughs> I would like you to, to, to take the idea that you are presenting and keep it inside and never let it out. I think I just came up with a new context, which is if you were forced to cast Kevin James in this movie, that's, where would you put him? You know what? I, I'm putting that one in the cup yeah, later. It's not bad. It's my I worst mean, it's, nightmare. It's bad, it's bad, but it's not bad. And it's not insurmountable, but no. he has to have a speaking role. Yeah, he yeah, has yeah, to be yeah. a character. He has yeah, to be a no, major character. This is, this is yeah, a good yeah, one, yeah. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Context number two. Context number two. You do it. All right. I'm going to do it this time. That's the song I'm Yeah, saying. no, it's like Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. How would this movie be different if it were made 20 years earlier? So it was made in 2014. How would it be different if it was made in 1994? Oof. Uh, okay. The first thing I thought of was that the music in this movie was intentionally nostalgic. Yep. Uh, for the eighties, seventies. Yeah, yep. more like seventies. Yeah, because it started on Earth in nineteen eighty-eight. Yep. And his mom liked all the music from the seventies. It, it's got a little bit of both, but yeah, I think the first movie is more seventies focused. The second movie is a bit yeah. more eighties focused. That's that is true, and that was a, a like. A good choice, you know. Yeah. I, they fit into those like specific huge hits from those genres. It works really well. So then we would be looking at hits from the fifties, potentially, or if like let's just put you know put it out there. Nineteen ninety four, they probably wouldn't be looking that far back. Like let's just think about a comic book movie in nineteen ninety four centered yeah. around the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, we'd be listening to a lot of like fucking like Aphex Twin, like oh, no. or a lot of like. Um, mm-hmm. or would that be a little too late? Um, like the movie Hackers would basically have yeah. that soundtrack. Yeah, how it, because it would be trying to be very cool. Yeah, it would be trying to be very hip. Yeah, um, I think because like yeah, sci-fi in that era, if they were trying to make money off of it, had mm. to uh, really appeal to like yeah, like a cyberpunk aesthetic. Right. So that would for sure be a change. Is that I think the soundtrack would, I mean, if the movie were truly made in 1994. Well, and the soundtrack's so important to this movie, so yeah. it has to be. And Hackers was 1995. So oh, dang. yeah, so it's we're talking close. like we're talking a year. Yeah. Uh, it would only be a year after this, so wow. it's not like so. Yeah, cyberpunk was big. Yeah. Uh, a lot of like a lot of uh, TV based gadgets 
where the gadgets are Ooh. based around how small the TVs can get yep. <laughs> and where you yep. can fit them. Totally. Um, oh, man. How would they do Groot? Oh, weird. Good question. Or would they just not? No, unfortunately, I bet they would. Yeah. Uh, if they if it was still a live action movie, and I assume that, I assume that it would be, mm-hmm. it could just. I mean, you can make that suit for a person. You can for sure. But then the uh, depending on the budget of the movie, like yeah. let's say you know a, let's say a giant like, studio is yeah, still doing it. Yeah, let's say it's like it. still a high budget sure. movie. Like Disney's still making it. Mm-hmm. Then then you can you can make some things work either with like half animation, half reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I d- I recently watched. Uh, gremlins 2 in which there's a lightning gremlin that zaps around everywhere and they animated it but it looks like it could all it's very stylized Mm. and i think it could be something like that where like his arms just sort of extend and that's pretty much all it is it's a big guy in a tree costume and every now and then he shoots his arms at people yeah and and it looks like it's kind of like a freeze frame and it goes like at someone Mm -hmm. and it stabs him through the neck and they're like ah no (laughs) (laughs) like that i but i think groot would be just sort of a big presence. He wouldn't have as many action scenes. Yeah. Because that's tough. It's yeah. hard to make a big body. I think like that's that. fair. I think that's fair. Uh, Rocket would be another challenge. He would be an actual raccoon let loose on set. <laughs> or more likely, it'd be Warwick Davis in a suit. Sure, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's I mean, what it would be. Yeah. Let, yeah. It's 1994. It was 1994. Let's call it like <laughs> yeah. we see it. 1994. God damn it. Yeah. It would be absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh that that so that's an easy one actually. Uh I I think otherwise costuming would be pretty similar. Yeah. Like in the way that they just painted people's whole bodies. Like yeah. I could see that happening. I think it would be it. a lot more there would be a lot more neon. I remember neon was mm. big in the early 90s. I yeah. recently rewatched Double Dragon. Oh hell yeah. Classic. That movie is 90s to the 90th <laughs> max it is so fucking 90s and it is neon it's what they thought what they thought the future would look like in yeah, the early 90s yeah. and it is so trashy and neon and weird and i think guardians is almost there at, mm-hmm. like it's just not neon it's still sort of modern movie muted like yeah. there's a lot of uh beat up stuff but i think everything mm-hmm. would be flashier there would be it, it would be a little Blade Runner-y, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little maybe, bit. Yeah, maybe not quite as dark and dystopian. No, but way no. more Like, way more brightly colored, but, yeah. like, similarly, yeah, kind of grunged up. I yeah. think pretty much most sci-fi movies, like, future sci-fi movies after Blade Runner kind of were like, oh, yeah, yeah. stuff <laughs> might be gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What if it was gross, though? And what, but what if it was gross? I think it could be a pretty flashy movie. Mm-hmm. I think it could be pretty clean. Uh, a lot of the Nova stuff could be real cool. I mean, I can see all of that happening in the 90s like the way yeah. that it was designed like the the white aesthetics and the big stars coming out of the sky well and we're talking sequence. about we're talking about post the original star wars trilogy pre mm. the pre the prequels mm-hmm. um, prequels so like you know any of the technology that was there for return of the jedi would still be available mm-hmm. and probably a lot of it would be improved upon yeah uh you know in terms of some of the production value yeah <clears throat> so you could do probably a lot more miniatures um Oh, that'd be sweet. Although, 1994, do you think they might try to squeeze in some CGI? Like, yes. 90s CGI? Yes, I think they would. When it definitely wasn't ready yeah. yet, but they thought, <laughs> they thought, we got this. Like, no, 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 we can do it. They'll love it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I For what, though? Mm. For uh, Some I of mean, the space some, battles? Some of the, because they would, they would probably still want to have those, uh, Maybe some, you know, explosions would yeah, be yeah. would be a little fake looking. Yeah. 
In fact, I think I think they might actually want more space battles because I think in that mm. I mean we're like bringing up Star Wars is I think a really good point of comparison for the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. just in the sense that it is that sort of space hero's journey right. like a space opera kind of thing. And if we assume that comic book movies hadn't like if like hadn't evolved up the way until that, that they point, have. yeah, exactly. Yeah. There there isn't another there isn't a Marvel universe. Someone's just making Guardians of the Galaxy in 1994. Yeah then Star Wars is going to be where you're looking. Right. That ship probably looks more like the Falcon. Falcon. <coughs> yeah. Millennium Falcon. Falcon. <laughs> I'm waiting to find out, by the way, and I'm sure this is in some piece of Star Wars lore somewhere, that Falcon isn't about a like bird on Earth. It's like some space yeah. word for oh, some bullshit. Yeah. And it's actually pronounced Falcon or some, <laughs> something. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Falcon. Falcon. <laughs> Um, fail so, calm. So uh, yeah, I think I think there would be a lot of the the green screen, uh, yeah. space rattly. Well, like, it would it would be blue screen probably. Oh right, point. right, blue screen. Yeah, all of those cockpits when it was even and shittier. It, yeah, and and it would it would look like that, but it would be really neon and stylized. So I think it could still look cool, and it could mm-hmm. still arguably hold up a lot like the tech in those old Star Wars movies does, just because it. It looks dated, but in a kind of charming way, unlike yeah. a lot of the CG from like Babylon Five or like some of the Star Trek. Well, but like, now we're talking like Babylon Five is like similar was, era. Yeah, and and that would be the Star temptation. Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, and it would be the temptation. But I think if they went with the practical janky stuff, that would be better. I think I'm worried that because it it's would 1994, be. I think mm-hmm. that at that point they were probably thinking like, oh, <sighs> we're here now, we're yeah, ready for it. Yeah, and like especially if it's a big yeah. studio and they've got the money to throw around i bet you anything uh, they would throw in some really janky 90s yeah, it would be bad. like you could see the pixels like <laughs> real mm-hmm. wax stuff yep yep, yep. Totally. i i also think um let's talk about casting because i think casting oh, this no. movie in 1994 would be super interesting <laughs> okay yeah definitely all right let's start let's start big let's go star lord right off the bat who you got in 1994 1994 a sheen a Sheen. A Sheen. Emilio Estevez. Oh, actually. Yeah, Emilio Estevez could be, could be a pretty baller Star Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not bad. Let me just look up 1994 actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, let's look up who was nominated for all the best actors. And we have. To oh, God. Up. Oh, it pulled up like actors who died in 1994. <laughs> I was like, no. Um, no, but uh, yeah, that's that's a terrible way to look. Uh, up anything <laughs> so uh no but 1994 uh, yeah, who was in the zeitgeist in 1994 tom cruise uh i mean i could see oh what? dude brad pitt oh he brad pitt thelma louise was 91 yeah. so yeah okay. he would have been he would have been right there he could be up there why not uh keanu i mean oh keanu pre-matrix could? post bill and ted oh man I could see it. I could also see it. He also played a villain sometime in the late nineties. Yeah, he in uh in uh oh, much ado about yep. much ado about yep. nothing. He One of the shittiest. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Like I, uh, no disrespect <laughs> to Keanu as like uh, as he is today because I feel he gets sure. shit on too much. Yeah, but God damn, that he was, was bad, bad in that he movie. Was so bad, was so bad. Uh, but he could be asked to play the sinister role of Ronan. He was in a movie called 47 Ronan. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, 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 Brendan Fraser. As Star-Lord? Oh, no. Uh, Brendan Fraser as, as Star-Lord or, alternatively, 
as <laughs> I was gonna say Groot, but um, uh, nah, they'd probably get somebody who's like mainly known for like his costume, like suit yeah, acting, yeah. like Peter Mayhew kind of kind of vibe. Not Peter Mayhew himself; he probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> I don't know. You never know. I don't know. But yeah, I think you're right about that. But so I guess I guess my vote would probably be uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, I like that. It would be. I actually would like that. Yeah, I think Brendan Fraser as Star Lord could be a little. I could go either way because well, '90s Brendan Fraser is different. Well, we're talking and it's early '90s Brendan yeah. Fraser, so we're talking like Airheads and Cino Man yeah. era uh, before He's the a Mummy. Spry little guy. Yeah, before he like starred in an action movie, and people were like, "Oh, you can do mm-hmm. that." Yeah. Um, but he fits the vibe. He does the, fit the, the vibe. like slightly playful, but also it is a serious action movie. Vibe. Well, he fit he fits the vibe of as it is in 2014. Uh, like nineties Brendan Fraser fits the vibe of twenty fourteen Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. I don't know if he would fit a nineteen ninety four version of Guardians of the Galaxy when they haven't established that comic book movies can yeah. be actually fun. Mm. Uh, I think that ship sailed with Howard the Duck. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I think I think after that it was like, oh no, we can never enjoy enjoy <laughs> no jokes anything. can be made. Nope, or maybe one or two. You can make one or two, but the side character that's funny has to make them. Yes, that's exactly right. <sighs> All right, well, l- l- let's let's move off of Star Lord because we've got some good yeah, candidates. How yeah. about Gamora? Who'd be a good Gamora? I've got a couple in mind. In 1994, who was around? Well, we've got Angelina Jolie. Okay. Uh, I was thinking possibly Denise Richards. I'm not saying she would yeah. be great at it. Yeah, I'm saying that's but, who would get cast. That's who get would cast. be getting this role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, shit. Sigourney Weaver? Would she be, and I don't mean to say this flippantly, would she be considered by studio executives at the time to be too old? Too old? Oh, maybe. I mean, it's hard for me to know. And I, I, I would not want that to be the case. Right, but the but could I be. The I case. do fear that that would be an argument that they Absolutely. would make. Um, <laughs> um, shit. I don't know. Uh, this is this is a little bit harder than I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's also partially like a little before, like slightly before our time of knowing who everyone was. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I was uh, six. So yeah, it's a I little it's a little harder for me to remember yeah. movies from then, and I haven't gone back and watched a lot of early '90s movies because I mean, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a golden age. It was not. It was not <laughs> the best time. Uh, fucking uh, ooh, Tim Roth would be interesting. Oh. He was he was in in ooh. in the zeitgeist a little bit, Wait. like on, on the cusp yeah? of the zeitgeist. Okay, yeah. um, that could be interesting. Yeah, fucking never mind. Sorry. Oh, dude! You know who would be a great Ronan back in the day? Back in the day, Willem Dafoe. Oh, hell yeah! Yeah, I always want Willem Dafoe to be in everything. He should just be. Yeah, he should just. Be he could actually everything. could also be a good. Uh, oh God! Is that oh, this is gonna be fun. Can you remember the names of anyone? Can he do it? Rocket the Raccoon. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zondo, Zondu, Yondu, Yondu. I think Willem Dafoe could be a good. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good call. That would because be because he's got that manic energy. Yeah, he's under control, but he could be out of control at any time. That's one hundred percent accurate. By the way, I was saying, and this is total 
total tangent, yeah, not related ready. to anything we're talking about. We saw Asia and I saw The Shape of Water. Yeah. As we were leaving, I, I was like, do you think there's an executive in Hollywood who's like, we need an actor who looks like at any moment he could just break somebody's neck and it wouldn't be that out of the ordinary. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michael. Let's get Michael Shannon. Seriously, though, Michael Shannon. He's so good at that. I fucking love watching Michael Shannon on screen, and I'm trying to be careful with my words because if it turns out there's something with Michael Shannon, I don't want to be <laughs> yeah. on record I saying- I love watching him in movies. I love Up him. until this point, 2018. I, I love his <laughs> acting ability to date. Yeah, there you go. His performances have been sufficient- I love Michael Shannon's figure, his body. Oh, his that's physical form. That's I a, love that about him. That's a direction I didn't expect it to go. Yeah, but it still says nothing about his character. Which okay. Is what oh, James Spader could be an interesting oh, Star Lord. He could. Like '90s James Spader. Oh, no, he could. Mm-hmm. And then you could put Andy Dick as fuck off <laughs> don't don't let andy dick into any of this how dare you how dare you sir <laughs> jesus christ andy dick he could be a good yondu sidekick though i'm just saying whatever that oh actually name was. okay i thought you were gonna say something else but yes actually no, that like i think he kind of fits that role like, you know what i'm sorry for snapping at you it's okay and by the way gamora would probably be uma thurman oh yeah totally yeah i say that because it's the mid '90s, and I don't yeah. think that they would want to be particularly diverse or care about that. Oh, no, no, not at all. Uh, let's see, Drax, John Claude Van Damme, if they could get him. Yeah, oh yeah, he'd be perfect. Yeah, if they could because get him. he would play it more straight. He wouldn't be a funny character. He'd just right. be a scary big character. Yeah, totally. Um, if not anybody else who was in Street Fighter, <laughs> like yeah. they could just kind of the guy who played Zangief would be pretty good. I don't know who that oh, guy dude, was. Oh, the guy who played Zangief would that be guy really was good. would be perfect. <laughs> that guy would be perfect. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, shit. Oh, and that actually, Raul Julia would make a pretty great bad guy because he did really well as oh, the bad guy in Street Fighter. Yeah. Honestly? He was the only good part of that movie. Let's just take the cast of Street Fighter and put it <laughs> into Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> and I think we're good. Like, we've got enough of them, I and mean, they were all... All right. Terrible. Now let me let me let me let me let me stop you right there. We're not good, but I think that would be what they would do. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think that's exactly the cast that, like a Disney in 1994 <laughs> making yeah. Guardians of yep. the Galaxy would mm-hmm. would choose. It's an ensemble action flick, and you got to get big names. And it's also, but it's based on a comic book, so they're not going to take mm. it that seriously. No, no, it's going to be and for it, the kids, and they're going to make a lot yep. of toys about Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. Yeah, totally. They'll make yeah. a spinoff video game that's just going to be just the worst. Yeah just the worst and way too hard for some reason yeah there'll be one boss that's just like impossible like to that nobody can don't get know past why. <laughs> uh get cool. ridden up in nintendo power uh <laughs> like you have Battle to two. like here's a walkthrough to how to get this <laughs> yeah. one part so sorry um yeah so if not mm-hmm. if guardians of the galaxy was made in 1994 i think what we're saying overall is that it would suck it would suck and probably be forgotten for yeah yeah part. we definitely wouldn't want to watch it now <laughs> for no. any good reason no and I but mean, the, we the don't we don't like to cool. we I mean, I, I try to avoid sucks or, you know, it's good or bad. But no, that would have been that would have been a movie I would not have enjoyed. Yeah, it's hard to see it panning out as a well-made movie. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like any like early 90s sci-fi movies that still hold up. That people like still think like that was a really great movie that we can all enjoy and talk about. <laughs> That's tough. That is actually a hard question. Like. Brazil? I mean, Brazil. Was rules. that like 80s? Yeah, I think it was. 12 Monkeys? 
people love that movie. Terry Gilliam. I mean, I mean, was he the one? You know, you know how I feel about Terry Gilliam. <laughs> yeah. mm. you're not not yeah, not the biggest fan, but but Twelve Monkeys is very very good. Twelve Monkeys. When is was very that good. movie made? It's got to be around then. All right, let's let's hit later? the Google later than '94, I think. Yeah, well, guess. that was after Twelve Monkeys was after Brazil, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and I know when I look it up, it's going to show me the the sci-fi original series, Twelve Monkeys, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 1995. Okay, so that's a so we're pretty close. So there, if you give Guardians to Terry Gilliam, he probably doesn't make it. Okay, but, but you, you know, know what? Uh, you would definitely get Brad Pitt because he was in Twelve yeah, Monkeys. Yeah. Yep. You know what? Why not? A Terry Gilliam in 1994 Guardians of the Galaxy might be the only way that yeah. a 1994 Guardians of the Galaxy mm. survives. Survives because I think he avoids both of the Disney let's make money tropes of turning a comic book into a movie and not taking it seriously, but also avoids the temptation to over CGI the movie yeah. because he wants to make it weird he wants to do stuff with the way he shoots it and the way that he designs the sets and the costumes and not push this like technology that's right. gonna end up being it would, the it would be zany I and i probably like as an adult today if like knowing nothing else i would probably not want to watch it yeah because i'm just not a huge terry gilliam fan but i think it would be the only version of an, a 1994 <laughs> guardians of the galaxy that people today yeah. would still have any respect for I'm actually kind of picturing a little bit of a Waterworld vibe. Ooh, I don't think it's going to get you don't that think so? bloated. No, I don't, well, I don't, but like the... When I think Waterworld, the only thing that comes to mind is bloated. <laughs> that movie's like three hours. It, no, and it's, it is it's too much. Incredibly I, boring. I basically just mean like the way that it is zany and the way that it sort of creates an unbelievable sci-fi world mm. that people have fun in. A more fun, more neon version of Waterworld. Sure. Called Space World. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. be fascinated. You know what? Now Dennis that Hopper is Yondu. <laughs> Whoa, I mean, actually. Whoa, dude. Like, but dude, that is perfect. Yeah. I liked Willem Dafoe, but I think Dennis Hopper is a better Yondu Jesus. for 1994. Willem Dafoe. So where does Willem Dafoe go? Is he the arrow? <laughs> Dennis Hopper is Yondu. Oh, and then man. Willem Dafoe's face is on the arrow Willem Dafoe that can Yondu be shoots people. No, no, no. He has to be the arrow. He has to be the arrow? The arrow that Yondu uses to kill people. Okay. No, I Willem Dafoe could be Ronan, sure. Ronan would be more interesting if Willem Dafoe were Ronan. Gary Oldman could be Ronan. Gary Oldman could be anybody. Yeah. Gary Oldman could be Gamora. 94, 94 was post-True Romance. When he oh. played the villainous Drexel Spivey. Hell yeah. One of my two all-time favorite Gary Oldman character names. That's a really good character name. Right after Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. <laughs> what is that from? That why is know from that is? The Fifth Element. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One of my all-time yeah. favorite movies. God, why don't True I Romance know. was 93. So, nice. yeah, yeah, Gary Oldman would be a baller. Be primed for villain. And Christian Slater, man, he probably could have fit into the Star-Lord mold, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could. Could have I mean, been in that conversation. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that could fit into the Dude, action hero. Val world. Kilmer as Star Lord, as Star Lord, yeah, or as Ronan. He could be a good. Well, he could yeah, be a good bad yeah, guy. He could. He can. He will. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I like Val Kilmer a lot. I think he's. I do too. He gets a little underrated. I feel really bad for him. Guy. A lot of times. Yeah. You see the snowman. No, it's dreadful. But um, <laughs> that's what I heard. The the thing that is most upsetting about the snowman is the extended f- 
sequence with Val Kilmer in it that is set entirely in the past, so it's all flashbacks. And ultimately, not that interesting or important, cool. but <clears throat> he had um, really severe mouth and throat cancer while they were filming it, and for some reason insisted on him being in it as a speaking role. But because he couldn't like speak normally, he couldn't open his mouth to talk, so he had to do this with his teeth all clenched the whole time. And then because his voice wasn't working, they dubbed over his voice with another actor who doesn't sound like Val Kilmer, who's also talking through his teeth like that to try and match his mouth shapes. And it is it doesn't match most of the time. Like the words God. don't sync up with the visual. It's this is just like so bad weird. decision after bad decision. Well, and, and you, you can just... tell he just looks so tired <laughs> and like you, he looks I mean, sick. He Cancer. Yeah, he He's looks really sick. Don't put that guy in a movie. Yeah. Let him rest. It Give was oh. a bed. and for a movie that and for a movie that turned out to be that much of a nightmare. Yeah. I, I feel so like bad for him. Way. No, 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 not in the way they probably wanted. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Val. I, He's st- not dead. He's still kicking. Yeah, he's still kicking. He he killed that cancer as of right now. Uh, well, well, we might as well check just to make sure. Is he oh, still alive? Oh, yeah, he's fine. Google, is Val Kilmer still alive? <laughs> yeah, he's fine. I have an app that says, is he dead or not? Yes or no. You know, an is Val Kilmer still alive app? You'd get 10 downloads, right? <laughs> 10. 10, Val yeah. Kilmer is one of those downloads. <laughs> it's like, I just got to make sure, you know, you never, you can't be too sure these days. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, I'm actually trying to pull out one that I, I that feels lucky. Oh, it's like you're looking for a particular one. No, I can't read them though. That's cheating though. I can't read them though. That's cheating though. Oh yeah. Oh this yeah. This is one of the new ones. <gasps> new one. One of these characters is imagining the whole thing. Who is it? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Yep, yep, yep. Oh uh, no. What a horrible ending to many stories. Yep. Um but like Specifically with this movie <laughs> and this story, there's so many characters and so much shit going on. But who is imagining the whole thing? I mean, the most likely one is Star Lord. Mm. Because he watches his mom die and mm-hmm. he goes through trauma and he goes, Oh, but it's okay because my dad was a big ball of light. And. And oh, I yeah. and I'm part of the space people and the, like when that ship comes down and sucks him up in the beginning of the movie, that's when it starts. Yeah, that, that was would him be. dealing with his mother's death in this fantasy world that he lived in. And then mo- when the movie ends, it pans back to him, you know, and he's just sitting in his bed, and they're all like, "Why won't he wake up?" And Shh. and he's like, "No, my name's Star Lord, not Space Lord." <laughs> And he sounds like an old man, I guess now. Yeah, what? Also, he's a gr- he's a gremlin. <laughs> is that a, how a kid sounds? Is that okay? Yeah, that's how sound? kids go. Okay, that's how that's kid. how kids go. That's how kids. Um, <laughs> so that one seems like just a really tragic way to end that movie. Yeah, if, pretty, if that's the ending of the movie. Well, I mean, pretty much any time you've got a movie where someone's making the whole thing yeah. up, it's going to be a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one. Is it that one makes the most narrative sense to me mm-hmm. right now? Uh, but it's not as satisfying because no. it's a little on the nose, yeah. Because, yeah, well, but see, that's the thing about it is that it is kind of <laughs> perfect, yeah. Um, but <laughs> let's try and let's stretch uh, ourselves a little again. I'm I love the collector and I think it could definitely all be happening in his head, 
because he dreams of having that infinity stone and everything you know happening so that he can get to it that would be yeah it would make sense well, what do you, the what whole do you, movie happening in his head doesn't that's make that's right much would sense. it would it would he imagine losing it no and i don't think having so. his entire place or, destroyed? maybe he realized that his imagination was making it too easy okay. he wanted to make it a little hard on himself sure but. sure or um <laughs> Uh, ba ba ba. Is it Gamora? Mm. And she's imagining because she's like so fed up with her life. She doesn't like Ronan, so she doesn't want his yep. plan to succeed because right. she realizes that it's evil and she's he's gonna kill a bunch mm. of like a whole planet. Mm-hmm. She obviously doesn't. Ki- she wants to kill Thanos, so anything that could yep. bring her closer to that goal right. would be great. Um. And uh, she wants a way to sort of solve both of those problems. So maybe she yeah. is like a, imagining a way where she can stop Ronan uh, and then gather together uh, forces that could then take on Thanos mm-hmm. along with an Infinity Stone, which would be strong enough to kill him. Um, and she's like imagining all of these things happening while she's yeah. working for Ronan and like stuck in this sort of like endless cycle of violence yeah, yeah. no yeah. that wor- that works pretty well because the movie is her out mm-hmm. in a lot of ways in two very specific ways she gets to get rid of that dad and she gets ronan to be also gotten rid of yeah <laughs> they both die well in well, eventually hopefully that's that's well, her that's hey her, it's her spoilers dream. for a movie that hasn't come out Whoa, yet. oh yeah thanos maybe he wins who knows you know? uh, yeah it's hard Let, to know maybe the marvel cinematic it's universe ends with thanos killing everyone and everything's <laughs> yeah. done forever and yeah. they never make another marvel movie <laughs> and the money train just stops what if uh what if the movie's all taking place in thanos's head why would it do that? Interesting. I don't. Well, maybe it doesn't go super well for him, but it's just kind of like you know, a way for him to. I mean, it's a daydream. Honestly, what the fuck does he do all day? Yeah, he just, he's just sitting in that little chair. He sits in that big chair, floating around in space, doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, that his, would make his sense. mind is wandering, and he's inventing threats. He's trying to say like, well, okay, what if I'm overlooking something? What if it were just some little guys that all banded together and they had all these friendships? And then he starts like going on this fantasy, and he kind of almost start he starts to like them a little bit. And the movie then isn't about it, there are breaks, and we start to know that the movie is happening in Thanos's <laughs> head. And the movie isn't about the Guardians of the Galaxy succeeding, but it's about whether or not Thanos can let go of this fantasy that he's become so fond of and destroy it. Literally and figuratively. He will destroy <laughs> those people that he's fantasizing about, but also his fantasy. Yes. I think that's pretty good. I think it's a pretty good movie, and I would... Is it, I, is yes. it a good movie, though? It's a pretty good movie. Okay, okay, if you say so. Yeah. Like, you know you know what always sells me on a movie when someone's pitching me the idea for a movie? Yeah. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I just believed you right there. I didn't even know what you were talking about, but yeah. I, I believed you that that is a good way to sell a movie <laughs> <laughs> because you said it in that tone of voice. That's all it took. Yeah. Hey, here's one. Yeah. Uh, hey, here's one. John C. Riley, Space Cop. Ooh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he like encounters uh, all these criminals, and then he imagines like, what if they teamed up and went on an adventure together? <laughs> what would that be like? Yep. And like, he, when in reality they're just a bunch of criminals, and well, they're not. And let's consider the fact that he is on uh, Xandar, and. Ronan is like out there and he wants to destroy Xandar and he hates mm-hmm. all those people mm-hmm. and he's like fantasizing like what if these criminals could just get their shit together and fight for the good guys and maybe you know 
imagining what it would be like if everyone banded together and they all worked to destroy Ronan and his forces. Mm-hmm. And of course, he gets really lost in the daydream. So he realizes that some some people are going to die. <laughs> but in the end, you know, everything works yeah. out. Everything works out for yeah, him and his people. It's true. And his family survives. He's you know, one of the biggest winners of that movie. Yeah, every like his entire family lives, like his kids and his wife, like mm-hmm. they're all fine. And the fucking like no one he really cares about seems to get hurt even. Yeah. Um and he's never really in much danger. No, he we I, I don't know even yeah. what he what he was yeah. doing during that whole last battle. He was kind of chilling. Yeah, he like Probably came watching and, some Netflix. <laughs> he came and told them that there was gonna be like this thing happening. Yep. And then he just vanished. And then he was just doing his job. He was like, just he gone. Did, he didn't need to jump into spacecraft and do anything. He was no. just everything was working out for him. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, that one actually seems feasible. <laughs> yeah, because he he he's it's very hopeful and also I guess a little sad because then then none of that <laughs> stuff does happen and Ronan is still out there and mm-hmm. his world is still in danger mm-hmm. and all these criminals are still just criminals. That's kind of scary. But it makes sense. Yeah, that yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. One last one. I I think uh, I think it's important Ooh. to remember that wonderful little shopkeeper. <laughs> what about him? He's writing fan fiction about his customers. Oh. He's like, why on earth are all these weird ass people coming into my store asking me for things I don't have, uh, at prices that I can't? Afford? Like, why? Why is it all happening? I hate being threatened every single day of my life. <laughs> and so he spins this tale to help him try to deal with like because I work retail. I understand that sometimes I try to give my customers the benefit of the doubt by painting these large narratives about their life. Like, okay, well, their whole family just got in a car accident. That's why they were being so mean. <laughs> or, like, who knows? Yeah, And so maybe he's doing that. He's yeah. tr- he, This is a dream to try to help him not just hate everyone that comes into his store. Sure. Well, and maybe he's, like, maybe he it has like a big online following on like <laughs> Wattpad or something. And cause yes. like his store can really only accommodate like one customer at a time. Yeah. It's very small yeah, and it doesn't seem to be super highly trafficked. It's just that the yeah, stuff it's he's very private experience. Exactly. And the mm-hmm. stuff he's dealing with is very, you know, high priced and whatever. Uh-huh. So it's getting like a limited clientele, but enough for him to stay in business. So he's got downtime. So much downtime. So he's much writing. downtime. So he's writing, he's writing yeah. these stories about like <laughs> space adventures and shit. And he's like, he he's writing them first for like uh, his followers online mm-hmm. and then small Tumblr audience. Hope, and then yeah, hoping to get like a book deal out of it or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's very that's very possible. Yeah, that's not that's not <laughs> terrible. <laughs> no, as an as an <laughs> as an explanation for this movie, <laughs> it does make some sense. I just feel so bad that he doesn't understand any of it. He's just a victim. He just I just feel bad for that little guy, and I want him <laughs> to have a nice dream. <laughs> I mean, he is the guy who tells uh, Star-Lord who uh, Ronan is. So That's true. That was helpful. Yeah, he was helpful. Yeah, he was helpful. See? <laughs> See? See? <laughs> it's like we're like patting on the back. Like, you helped him. Oh, you did You helped, helped little unnamed shopkeeper. <laughs> you did so good. Oh, God. You know who I realized that actor was, by the way, who played the shopkeeper? Oh. Uh, it was another actor. It was an actor who I also saw in something else recently, like within the same week, and was like, "Oh shit, yeah. it's that guy." <laughs> this is not going to appeal to very many people. <laughs> yes. In the Fifth Element. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you watched the Fifth Element? Five six years ago. Okay. The Long doc. Time. The doctor who extracts the DNA from the hand and like builds uh, Lilu. Um, that scientist That's who's him? like. 
perfect. You know, like talking about how f- her physical perfection and all that shit. Not. Okay. Same actor. That's the guy. Yeah. <gasps> He's wow. just wearing a lot of facial prosthetics. Oh, cool. Yeah. And which is a uh, you know. I would say a loose, a cousin movie of yeah, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Well, and the other thing I saw him in too, I think, was like a similar side role in another sci-fi thing. Huh. So, I, I was so like, that's his typecast. Yeah, like yeah that's where he gets put. He's got his niche, and I mean, if he's getting work, get it, you know, get that hey, work, get it. Yeah, and it's not like a, it's not a completely inconsequential part too. No, we remembered it more than Glenn Close's character, who we have not mentioned one time. That is one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> we have not brought like, her because she's at all. boring. Yeah, and the shopkeeper rules. She does you like she does like nothing. In rich this movie. history, and yeah. he's rich. Yes, yes. <laughs> There's both. He has a rich, rich history. Well, and I think also Glenn Close's character is a little bit more. She has a bit more um, dignity. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, dignity. So it's a it's a little <laughs> bit harder to joke about her because she doesn't really yeah she doesn't really do anything of note yeah positively or negatively yeah she has that nice hair that's something mm-hmm yeah eh eh. Glenn Close, more like Glenn Far Away. And we're done. No. No? This no. is my fucking show. <laughs> you don't thanks ever for, get to thanks tell for me what listening. Time. Thanks for listening to <laughs> Contextual Deviant. This is Christian. Thank you so no. much. It's <laughs> Glenn Close. What a great actress. <laughs> <laughs> Just edit that over what I said. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what a national treasure <laughs> she is. Please, please don't hate us, Glenn Close. Please, Miss Close. Mrs. Close. Mrs. Mrs. Close? Madam, Madam Close. <laughs> Santa Close. Ms. Ms. Close. Ms. Ms.? Sure. Madam um, Sir. <laughs> in uh, in Alfred Knobs or whatever that movie was oh, called? Oh, yeah. Or Hook. Or Hook. Yeah. Hey, or Hook to you. Or Hook to you. <laughs> what is this character now? <laughs> I don't know. Or okay. Hook to you. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't. It's that guy from The Simpsons that goes, "Ah, uh, yes." It is. Yeah. Who is also a shopkeeper, bringing it back. He also is a waiter in another. He's a, he's just there. He's in just whatever fancy they want. Roles. That's what he does. He he. He's I think about the time kid. that that character showed up is about the time that the show stopped being interesting. Yeah, maybe. to me. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. Sorry, The Simpsons. He's just such a broad character, and then yeah. they kept using him yeah they did however the, the my favorite thing about that character is that they referenced him as that guy who goes uh yes <laughs> like homer says that line okay and that's funny that is funny like that's a good joke yeah i, I think the character isn't funny but no. the fact that they sort of became self-aware about the fact that they just put in a guy who goes uh yes that's fun that is fun yeah that's good At it's kind of like they've got that it's kind of like when the state uh MTV told the guys who made the state that they needed to have a character with like a catchphrase so that they could sell more merchandise. Yeah, and they came up with the guy who says, "I want to dip my I balls wanna, in yep. it." Mm-hmm. And they I want to dip my balls in it. And so that and so, guy. the guy who says, "I want to dip my balls in it," and that's, that was the whole sketch. Thing. And they kept bringing it back. And you know what? I remember it. It's a it's <laughs> it's a catchphrase. Oh, it is a catchphrase. It, God, you could, there probably there has to be merchandise out of that. Oh yeah, there has. They to made be. money. Yeah. I mean, no, they didn't because the well, show got canceled. Yeah, that's true. But like, maybe from that merchandise. <laughs> the cost of making that merchandise <laughs> was less than the money they made from that merchandise. Maybe, maybe. 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 The, um, one of the biggest mysteries of our time. Is it? I think so. Cool. Um, so uh, th- this has been Contextual Deviance. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, let's see. David, you got any plugs? 
I don't I don't know. Yeah, sure. You got another show? Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a host of the Hypothetic Cast. Uh, you can follow that business on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, my roommate. I don't know if you could hear that. I hope you could, but these mics probably didn't. Probably pick it not. Up. He no. just wooed real loud. I barely heard it, but I definitely caught it. I felt it. Yeah, I, I can feel it when Mike woos in the in the midst of when the he night, woos you. When he woos me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check that out. It's pretty fun. It's a show about imagination and like weird ideas that people have, and by people I mean me. Yeah, it's hey. a lot of fun. It's yeah. a really fun show. I have fun. You can and you can submit questions to the show and yeah. all sorts of little games and stuff. Mm. I I got to you guys were gracious enough to let me write a choose your own adventure oh, story man. for you guys that. Uh, that is just a called the spoopiest mansion. It's so spoopy. It's too spoopy yeah. for for younger audiences. Yes, exactly. It's definitely NC seventeen. I mean, spoops bumps. Sp- spoops, spoops. There's Bump. too many s's in that word. Spoops it, bumps. Spoops bumps. Spoops bumps. <laughs> it's it's too much. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Fair uh, yeah. That's. I mean, that's my only plug. I I had a fun time the other weekend with my band Kind Red Spirits. We were on uh, Iowa Public Radio. Oh no shit. So and we w- that will be archived soon. So if you Google I uh Kind Red Spirits and then the letters K W I T, you can hear us play live on Iowa Public Radio. Nice. That's pretty and, fun. And you you do I play very, drums. You do very good drums. drums. Do very good drums. Do drums for that. Very good drums. Yeah, Ringo. You guys recording? I. I Remember? Yeah, we have a new album as well uh, called The Red Album. It's pretty cool. Oh, is it? That's out then. It's out, and it's on Bandcamp. So I mean, you can find that too. I don't. I know. have a copy of it. It's very good. Yeah, you know, it turned out. <laughs> it certainly happened. I'll tell you that. It sure did. <laughs> hey, know. I have I physical like it. proof. It's nice. I like being a part of that band a lot. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. That's it. Plugging it. Sweet. Well, you can. Uh, well, there's all the end stuff in this. Although I did realize I have to re-record the end. Uh, stuff because i said the wrong twitter handle and i oh, have nice. been for several mm, episodes now nice it's actually because contextual deviance was too long i guess for our twitter handle really i didn't think it you could do that but i guess you can so i made Weird. it text deviance i just convert nice, co- yeah, combine the two words into one smart uh you c- and if you search contextual deviance that's the name right so you so can it'll like come s- up. it'll still yeah, come that's up that's good that's important but it's not at contextual deviance it's at text deviance text deviance cool yeah yeah nice so I may have to re-record that <laughs> ending thing. That's fine. We can do that right now. If yeah. Not. Um. But uh. So yeah, you can find us at all that information there. And uh, if you have if you have some time, uh, give us a give us a subscription on iTunes. Would yeah. love would love to get some feedback on the show. I've heard some very nice things from uh, from folks since we launched. But always happy to hear more. Uh, leave a review. Send us a tweet. Send us an email. Uh, tell your friends about us if you enjoy the show at all. Uh. And uh, maybe we can uh, maybe we can figure something out to you know oh you can feel free to send us in some contexts and that if you, too. if you send us a context and we end up using it we will uh, definitely uh, credit you so we'll give you we'll say your name mm-hmm. on air which I know isn't that much of a prize but it's something oh and we would definitely prize. appreciate it it's the only reason I'm on the show is Christian says my name at the beginning of every episode yeah 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 you're very very vain and I'm riding that high. Still, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said it like an hour and a half ago, but I just love it. Well, the endorphin rush is just unmatched. Ah. Unmatched. Unmatched. Jesus. Oh, my God. You're very frightening right now. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, good. Uh, You should be. Um, So, thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. This is David Gutchie, and uh, that was Guardians of the Galaxy. Hey, David. Hey. Do you have any final thoughts for us? 
my mum tries to be cool by saying that she likes all the same things that I do. Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviants. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can find us on Twitter at Contextual Deviants or email us at contextualdeviants at gmail.com. Special thanks to Minneapolis' own The Bad Man for the use of the song Gun Tonic off of their album Ain't Clean. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I've been your host, Christian Hagen. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. Excellent. Also, I thought of a fun sign-off phrase when we were making Glenn Close jokes, but I can't figure out how to do it, so I'm just going to say a bunch of iterations of it, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, keep your Glens close and your... No, no. Keep your, keep your. What is it? Keep your enemies close and your friends. Keep your oh. friends close and your enemies closer. Is that keep what it your is? Glens close and your glenemies closer. And your glenemies close. That's what it is. Yep, there it is. Yep. Keep your glens close and your glenemies closer. Oh, that's, that's so, so <laughs> good. It's like it's a hate, good sign. I hate how good that is. Keep your glens <laughs> close and your glenemies closer. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs>